0: welcome back to global value. In today's video, we'll be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Eli Lilly and Company, ticker symbol LLY. This business is coming in as a subscriber request. At the time of recording this, Eli Lilly is trading for $290.90 per share. Year to date, they're up about 5%. Over the past year, they're up nearly 32%. Going back five years, they delivered a 29% compounded annual return. Going back 10 years, that return is 22% compounded annually. However, going all the way back to 2005, that return is about 10% a year. Keep in mind that this is not including dividends. So Eli Lilly has had about a $30 drawback in their per share stock price from their 52 week high. They're still trading at about $70 over their 52 week low. Eli Lilly is a very big business. They have nearly a $262 billion market cap. So what does Eli Lilly and Company do? Eli Lilly and Company discovers, develops, and markets human pharmaceuticals worldwide. Eli Lilly is a drug company with a focus on neuroscience, endocrinology, cancer, and immunology. Lilly's key products include Verzino for cancer, Jardiance, Trulicity, Humalog, and Humulin for diabetes, and Taltz and Illuminant for immunology. Eli Lilly and Company was founded in 1876, so this is a very old business, and it's headquartered in Indianapolis, Indiana. We'll be performing a modified eight pillar analysis as popularized by Everything Money, taking a look at eight different key financial metrics to come to a holistic understanding of Eli Lilly as a business based off of its financials. So let's get right into the analysis. So starting off with pillar number one, we want their average five-year PE to be below 22 and a half. So currently they're trading at about 43 times earnings. In the past, especially prior to the pandemic, their PE was all over the place. Earning, earnings can fluctuate this dramatically for a number of reasons. If we kind of take out some of this dramatic fluctuation, Eli Lilly has traded all the way as low as a 21 times earnings multiple but it averages out at trading at about 33 times earnings. So this is an X on pillar number one. Pillar number two, we're looking for their average five-year return on capital to be above 9%. Eli Lilly does a great job here as a established pharmaceuticals business. They earn about a 26% return on capital. So nearly three times that 9% metric we're looking for. So that's a big check on pillar number two. Pillar number three, we're looking for five-year revenue growth. They've grown revenues from nearly $20 billion in 2017 to about $28 billion in 2021. So that's a check on pillar number three. Pillar number four, we're looking for five-year net income growth. They had negative net income in 2017. All four years since that, they've had positive net income. And this last year, they had nearly $5.6 billion of earnings. So that's going to be a check on pillar number four as well. We've got three checks over our last three pillars, and so far we're three for four. Next up for pillar number five, we want their shares outstanding to be decreasing. So we see that here. They bought back shares and decreased their shares outstanding from just over 1 billion shares outstanding in 2017 to about 911 million shares outstanding in 2021. So that's about a 10% buyback there. Shares outstanding are something that the average investor really isn't looking at too heavily, but they can really make or break an investment. When you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage of that underlying business. So when a company is buying back shares like Eli Lilly is here, they're increasing your ownership percentage of the business. That increases the percentage of the business's profits that you're ultimately entitled to. As long as businesses are buying back shares for reasonable valuations... You want to see that all day as a business owner so through five pillars so far we're four for five next up for pillar number six we want to see five-year free cash flow growth free cash flow is this column here in green free cash flow is cash from operations minus capital expenditures and it's really the lifeblood of any business it's what most businesses are ultimately valued based on free cash flow can be used to pay dividends buy back shares pay down debt make acquisitions, and reinvest back into the business itself. So Eli Lilly has grown their free cash flows from about $4.5 billion in 2017 to nearly $6 billion of free cash flow in 2021. So that's a check there on pillar number six. Averaged out over this time period, Eli Lilly produces about $4.7 billion of free cash flow in an average year. We'll use that to evaluate how Eli Lilly is utilizing leverage in their business and then also to compare their market cap to what their free cash flows are actually able to produce. Pillar number seven, we want their net debt, which is long and short term liabilities minus cash and short term equivalents to be below their average five year free cash flow multiplied by five. So at the end of 2021, Eli Lilly had $12.4 billion of net debt. This is the amount of debt that they would have had left over after subtracting all of their cash. We want this to be below that average five-year free cash flow of $4.7 billion multiplied by five. When we do that calculation, that's nearly $24 billion of free cash flow. So that's more than double what their net debt currently is. So that's a check on pillar number seven. What this means is that Eli Lilly, utilizes moderate levels of leverage in their business. They're not overly levered. They produce more than enough free cash flow to be able to reasonably pay off all of this debt. So that's a good sign here. And so far through seven pillars, we have six checks. Last but not least, the big pillar of them all, pillar number eight, we want their market cap to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by 20. This gives us a starting point as to a reasonable valuation for the business. So currently, Eli Lilly has a market cap of nearly $262 billion. When we multiply their average five-year free cash flow of $4.7 billion times 20, that only brings us to $94 billion. So that is quite a ways off from what the business is currently trading for. Even if the business was trading at a 43 times free cash flow multiple, like it's trading at a 43 times earnings multiple, And if we multiply that times its free cash flow, that would still only come out to about $202 billion. So that still leaves a gap of nearly $60 billion there. So based on that line of thinking, it looks like this business is overvalued right now. That's an X on pillar number eight. Lastly, I want to take a look at Eli Lilly's dividend profile. Some investors are attracted to a business based on its high dividend yields. Really, the the more important thing is to make sure that that dividend is sustainable into the future. And the only way that a dividend can be healthy and sustainable is by being fully supported by its free cash flows. So looking at these per share metrics, we can see that Eli Lilly has earned more cash flow in all five years than it's paid out in dividends. Although it cut pretty close in 2018, Eli Lilly has a pretty high dividend payout ratio. Ideally, we want to keep this below 60%. And in the last couple of years, they have kept this below 60%. So that's good there. If Eli Lilly's dividend payments are a reason that you're investing into this business, this is something to keep an eye on. However, it is fully supported at this time. So in summary, Eli Lilly is a strong business based on its fundamentals. It has strong and steady returns on capital. It's still growing. It's buying back about 10% of its shares and it's got a healthy free cash flow profile. It's only off on our valuation metrics. However, it's quite a bit off. One thing about businesses is that no matter how great a business truly is, There is a price that you could be overpaying for it. This type of analysis is a holistic starting point. It's not a recommendation to go out and buy or sell a company. To do that as an investor, you've gotta do your own homework and come to your own understanding of a business. And that's something that's gonna require you going more in depth by diving into one of their 10 Ks, reading through their annual report and getting a better sense of the business inside and out. Investors should take an ownership mentality and act like they own 100% of the business to really be able to understand it before making an investment into any company. And again, Eli Lilly looks like a strong business that's been around for over 150 years. So that's it for today's Fundamental Stock Analysis of Eli Lilly and Company, ticker symbol LLY. If you enjoyed the video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next. As mentioned earlier, Eli Lilly was a subscriber request, so thanks for learning about Eli Lilly with me, and have a great day.